0: Alright, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. What's happening? How's it going? Are you okay? You know, it's interesting. I've been uh, speaking to people specifically about uh, like like when I greet you, whether you're running or you're at the gym or you're painting or you're in trouble or I'm just kind of going through a list in my head of people. I've been doing that for a long time and it's odd because a lot of people tell me that like I get emails and they're like sort of like I'm painting by the way or well, I got an email, okay, from a guy. The thing is I just kind of scattershot that. I kind of connect In And think about it. I've been doing that since I was on radio, but I was a little more specific. There was a long list of different types of people that I would say hi to. But in terms of actually doing one side of a conversation, which this always is, and your relationship with me is specific, it's personal, and it's yours. But sometimes when I reach out in just that kind of general greeting way and ask what's up, I don't know how it lands. But I got like I said, I got one able one email that said I I was painting. Thank you for, for saying hello and checking in. But this is what makes it worthwhile. Yeah, without even knowing it, this is also talking about this podcast in general or however I resonate with people. A lot of people connect with me in whatever way they're going to connect with me. Some people get mad at me. Some people find a tremendous amount of comfort in me. That, what's important is I got it. I got an email from a guy from my from this is from the other day, on Monday when I when I was speaking specifically about drugs and about recovery and about people. I was talking directly to people who may be in that situation, and I'm just winging it, folks. You know, this is just improvised stuff I do here at the beginning of the show. But this email. Uh, subject line intro really hit me you're right mark it doesn't get any better it's the same shit up all night work all day repeat doesn't age well 6 a.m. comes quick I know one day at a time because that's all one really can do thanks for the truth I needed to hear it from someone who didn't know me now I don't know what that guy's exact life is but uh, if I can deliver a message to get people out of that cycle that fucking addiction cycle, especially if it's one that's damaging your life. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to do it because I don't know, man. I've been dry. You know, that's that's the word they use in the recovery racket. I've been dry, and some of you have noticed it, and you know I've noticed it. But uh, but I'm 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 on it. I'm on it. I went to a thing. All right, I went to a thing last night. I've been a little a little distant from the things and sometimes all you got to do is check in with the secret society and you know get re uh, reconfigured a little bit reprioritize understand where you came from and you know what that looked like but but it's hard to, to know with the dry thing where you know everything's going all right yet you're snotty and short and uh angry and resentful it's sort of like why do why is any of that stuff happen why do i have any of that why am i talking in this sort of manic aggressive tone sometimes. And it's easy to think like, well, I'm just at the end of my rope today or I you know, it's been a rough week. I am busy. There's always planes coming in for landing in my brain, uh, and projects that need to be done. Like today, today I, I you know, I don't know when you'll hear it, but today in an hour a couple hours I have to go interview Paul McCartney in, you know, a tight sort of situation live for an in house Capitol Records thing. And uh yeah I, I mean, we're gonna put it up as a podcast eventually, but yeah, for a week or so, I've just been making myself crazy about interviewing a beetle. Maybe I'll talk more about it when i when I present the show that that it is. but but that that's stressful, but but the dry thing, the dry thing is real. and uh, and you, you gotta you gotta get on that, especially if you're yeah, if you're a person that your brain just does that naturally if you don't have a, a sort of resource or support system to pull you out of that lockup. You know, this sort of a, an aggravated lockup that happens. Uh, do a lot of damage, man. Can hurt some people, hurt yourself. Uh, before I forget to mention, the, the lovely and charming Chris O'Dowd is on the show today. What a great guy. Fun talk coming up, all right? I've been making music. You know, I've been working with Tal Wilkenfeld, the bass player, the genius, who I, were, I was on a show with with Dean Delray, a comedy kind of rock show, and she, was, she played bass was pretty amazing she plays with jeff beck man well i'm we're trying to lay down a track for the credit sequence of the new lynn shelton movie that i'm in and uh and they're using lynn is using a lot of the guitar work i do on this show at the end if you listen to it throughout the movie so now we're actually doing a a, a studio track with Tall, so I'm learning all kinds of new things. A little frustrating, new skills. It's not just the immediate relief, sloppy guitar playing. You, you, know, there's a process that has to be abided by in the studio, and it kind of, it's kind of exciting. You can just do over things and drop things in. I'm a strong believer in the playthrough. Let's just play it live and in the moment. But my sense of rhythm's not great. Click track doesn't hurt, and uh, yeah, you know, just doing the leads over and over again. I'm, I just, I'm, un- I'm starting to understand the world of the studio a very little bit. A very little bit but it's very exciting so that's sort of creative change in a good way but I did want to share an email if I could so this is a this is an interesting email because it just came in the I- inbox a- out of nowhere and I I would imagine most of it is true um, but this is where yeah at least in this area I think in what's going to be talked about in this email I've I've made some progress subject line time warner cable hi mark I've been listening to your podcast for the past eight years, and I'm a big fan. It's always a treat to invite you into my headspace for your comedy, candor, and ability to connect with those you interview. I'm from Canada, specifically a small town called Sudbury. In the early 2000s, there was a boom in call center jobs because the Canadian dollar wasn't faring as well as its American counterpart. The largest company was called Teletech, and it provided customer service for Time Warner L.A. Hmm. These were terrible jobs, and most people would fleece to the place for the three weeks of training and quit before they ever had to take a call. This was my initial plan as a young person. I was in my post-college dropout slump and needed money for smokes and food as the coffers were dangerously low. After crunching the numbers, it looked like I needed to work a week on the phones to facilitate my introverted pauper life for the next few months. So I bit the bullet, did the training, and tried my best to help people with the limited tools available. Mostly, I would make people unhappy for eight hours because nothing worked and technicians were often no-shows. I've managed to block most of the experiences during that week, save one conversation, and that was only because of your Time Warner episode on Marin. Here we go. Now we're in it. I remember doing my intro and being greeted by an exasperated, angry man who venomously introduced himself as Mark Marin. This was ordinary given how long people had to wait on hold. However, what was out of the ordinary was your history. Whenever you call one of these places, a conversation summary is written and available for the next employee, and you had dozens of summaries listing you were vicious, flabbergasted, mean, etc. So I buckled up and I asked how I could help. When you said your internet was down, I put you through the motions. Did you try turning it off and on again? And let me send a signal to your modem. And of course none of this worked. In the week I worked for Time Warner, the troubleshooting worked maybe 10% of the time, and I would be surprised and happy when it did. Anyhow, Much grumbling ensued and it of course did not work and I said that we needed to send a technician. At this point, you ripped into me with fury and naked disdain. In a job where I was regularly yelled at, it must be said that you were particularly good at it. You made mention of starting your own functioning internet company and suing me and Time Warner into the ground because people shouldn't be treated this way. I sighed and said this sounded most acceptable. You then asked what the fuck was wrong with me. I apologized and once again suggested when a good time would be a scheduled technician as it was all i could do you then pulled the do you know who i am mark Marin? i got nervous hesitated and let out a faltering uh because i didn't know at the time dude let me just tell you nobody did but anyways this broke your anger and in the calmest most resigned voice you said that's all right And you apologized profusely. You said you knew it wasn't my fault and it was wrong of you to take your frustration out of me. I assured you that getting yelled at was par for the course of my position and I had no ill will and apologized for your internet not working. It was one of the nicer exchanges I had during my time on the phones, going through the emotional gamut and reaching mutual defeat in a perhaps imagined form of solidarity. I quit not long after and breathed a sigh of relief. It was about 15 years later, and it's odd that working a shitty call center job has awarded me a fond memory of interacting with my favorite podcaster. It's a strange and beautiful world, and luckily, I now have a job where I don't make strangers sad. I hope your internet is running smoothly these days. Thanks for your time, Matt. Well, Matt, you know... the. It happened again, that's what inspired that episode of Marin, but uh I will have to I'm surprised that I did the do you know who I am thing, but the rest of it sounds right and again, Matt, if you're listening, I apologize again, but thank you for the walk down memory lane, certainly, thank you for that dry right dry would a sober acting fella do that? I don't know, man I just uh I'm mad that I got a cold, and I, I'm very busy, and I'm overwhelmed all the time, but I, I have to start realizing that this is fun, this is good, this is the good stuff, this is what we, this is what we, this is what we live for, and I met Chris O'Dowd is on the show today, and he's a great guy, we had a great conversation, I'm very happy when I'm talking to people, it's like in between things, those hours or two. Where I'm just festering. You know, when you work a lot or when you're overly busy and you start to run out of any time for yourself or in your mind or in life, uh, you know, you start to fucking tweak a little bit. You start to it's like, uh, you know, you, it's it's almost like there there's no room in your brain and you're just thrashing up against that by dumping it on other people. But uh, if you're concerned, I'm getting on top of it. So don't don't be. I, I'm OK. OK, so O'Dowd. Great guy, nicest guy, funny guy, charming guy, very talented actor. It was a a pleasure, truly fun, to hang out with him. Uh, Season two of Get Shorty returns to Epics on Sunday, August 12th, and this is him and I uh, just talking about stuff. And I like Irish people.
1: Have you still got a lot of cats?
0: Yeah. There's three cats in there, okay. in the house. Is that a lot? No, I think that's a reasonable amount.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't think that anybody would... They wouldn't uh, fault me for f- three? No, t- I think any more than that, then there would be questions.
0: The most I've ever had at one time was maybe
1: four. Okay. But I did feed some cats outside. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a cat. Yeah, one? Yes, it's uh, uh, a Siamese. Full, like a thoroughbred Siamese? Thoroughbred vi- Siamese. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really quite awful. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, you are you not a cat person? You just... I d-
1: I think I've grown to accept it. Yeah. Um, it very much came with my partner, with my wife.
0: The cat came with her, so it's an old cat now. It's thirteen, I think. So you've been with your your wife how long? Ten.
1: No, oh. that's not right. Eight. Eight. <laughs> Let me think. Where are we at? Well, how long you been married? Let's five. See. Okay, so yes. there, that's easy. Yeah. So, so eight. you know that one. Eight. It's eight. yeah. So five. Yes. Eight. Flippin' hell. Is it six? I think it's six.
0: I wouldn't let her listen to this. I'm I'm starting to think that maybe you should make sure she doesn't hear this. If this was just a conversation we were having and she was sitting right there, from my experience, not a great moment.
1: You know, I I, I feel pretty assured she will never listen to this. All I need to do is tell her that That it's an interview that I'm (laughs) on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> has she had
1: enough is it that what be you're like, saying yawn. yeah uh no thanks yeah i
0: i don't need to yeah you know they they have to uh the significant others partners of people that uh, draw attention to themselves on purpose uh-huh really
1: have to carve out their own thing that's fair yeah what does she do is she in show business she's a writer in show business? No, she's like a novelist. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't think you'd call that show business. No, she she's a kind of uh, a journalist. I knew her as a documentary maker on the BBC, and then she went more into prose and she uh, columns. And she's this. from uh, England. She is. Well, she's from a place called Guernsey. Guernsey, which is an. <clears throat> which is an island just off France, huh. but is part of of the United Kingdom.
0: Just getting complicated. Is it like? Is, is it? It's like... very
1: nice. It's like like she's from
0: Catalina. Oh, okay. So it's not like there's a different tribe of British people
1: there. There's a different tax system. Oh, and it was invaded like during the war. Mm. The last time we were there, there's it was actually invaded. While well, you the were war. there, not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, during the war on entertainment, <laughs> oh, uh, man. it was invaded. That war is going on in full force here. Yeah, we're winning. Yeah, I, I hope we're winning. <laughs> I can't remember what side we're on.
0: But it's not like it's not like Wales.
1: It's not like Wales, no. I, but don't, it, I have
0: no understanding of no, any of this. Okay. I just know that in Wales, it's a different world, kind of. There's <laughs> a, an old language to it.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true.
0: And the names are spelled funny.
1: Oh, very. a lot of L's. Yeah. So I just i like, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Is it like that? They have this odd thing. People who are traditionally from Guernsey yeah. speak as if they're from South Africa. It's oh, really? a very strong accent. On very purpose? unusual.
0: On purpose? Or like, we're doing It doesn't
1: that? seem accidental. It seems more inherent. Oh, inherent. But it's nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice to hear this very specific variation on a very old language. So now you have children, right? We do. You have one. I'm going to get th- this number correct. Oh, that's I would hope. Uh, we have two. We have a three-year-old, three and a half-year-old, uh, and a he'll be actually one next week.
0: Now, y- the- these are these both these kids born in the states.
1: Yes. Do they speak with an accent? The one-year-old speaks not much, right? But the and th- the three-year-old, we definitely hear words what was it it felt like oh yes there was something he picked me up on the other day yeah. when i was referring to something as a palm tree yeah and uh <laughs> and it felt like god this is not only annoying that he's correcting my pronunciation but that it's in, re- in reference to a palm tree he said which palm is palm you mean palm tree palm tree like, shut up american
0: <laughs> does he say uh Third correctly,
1: (laughs) he he uses all the H's in that word. He does, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He's and he, you know, and then there's (laughs) words that we use differently, like trash and things like that. He'll say,
0: Oh, so he's got those. Yes,
1: in Ireland, we don't call it trash, we call it useful. You, well, no, we, my, we, call, <laughs> we call it rubbish
0: We call it rubbish yeah huh? I like rubbish yeah I would get I would get the kid going with rubbish
1: yeah he does he, he, I feel like he's picking a lot of stuff up outside the house oh really um, he's yeah.
0: three how was you just letting him out at he night goes to,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he runs a club night <laughs> <He's not> a, <laughs> he goes to daycare he's like a cat
0: He just <laughs> he comes back in the morning yeah. he's an indoor outdoor three year old <laughs> that's right
1: yeah he shits in a sandbox um well, well, you're, like, how long have you been here? Uh, I've been kind of coming over and back for the guts of a decade, and then I came over proper, properly maybe seven or eight years ago, which is, I actually met my wife here, oh. usually, huh. at her 30th birthday party.
0: How, how did that happen?
1: We, um, I was coming over, I didn't know that many people, and, uh... A a mutual friend of ours, it turns out. A guy called Nick Frost. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I
0: know Nick Frost. I've interviewed Nick Frost. Oh, you have? He's been in?
1: A long time ago. Um, He's a great guy. And uh, I said, uh, who do you know who's in town? And he said, oh, Dawn is in town. You should look her up. So I friend requested her on Facebook. Yep, that's how it starts. And uh, she turned it down three times. Three times. Which felt like... Unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, just, well, you were just trying to meet some people yes. that you might have uh, a common friends
1: with. My f- my Facebook picture is, is of a very old Floridian woman. Hmm. And I think I had a fake name on Facebook wow. also.
0: And that's the one you requested her friendship with? Which would have been difficult, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame her.
1: And eventually she was throwing this party and she hadn't been in town that long. And she was worried that nobody was going to turn up. So, <laughs> on the day of the party, she said, hey, how's it going? Why did you come to the party? And, uh, and the rest is history. And then love blossomed. It did. Uh-huh. For real. Well, for, you know, for a few weeks after that, certainly. Oh,
0: well, that's nice. Yeah. And then, oh, that's good. But let's talk about Ireland, because I was just there. And uh, ah. let's talk about the political structure, the history. All right. The church. Let's do it all.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping that you're going to educate me. <laughs>
0: I, I have a, a, an unnatural love of the place. Yeah. Uh, being an Eastern European Jew, uh-huh. I don't know what it's from. I, it feels ancestral to me, but it's not. Like, I go there, and I'm like, this is this is where I would live if I had to run.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I find, here's another thing that I, I don't know if you've heard. I, nah, why would you have? I spent a lot of years in Boston being terrified of the Irish, <laughs> and uh, because the Boston Irish... Are a different thing unto themselves. There, there was they were in, uh, they were intimidating, uh-huh. somewhat uh, mean. I'm sure. generalizing. Yes, uh, but 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 then I realized, like you know, when the Irish came here, they really had to tough it out. That's right. And they you know put on a you know they got they they got tough because yes. I go to Ireland and I see the same type of person the same guys that look like the irish i knew in boston and i'm i'm like oh my god here we go uh-huh. and they're very sweet people do you understand
1: what what america did to the irish <laughs> i think they the, combined with that and i think that's true um i think also the tough ones left <laughs> A lot. You know, no, like yeah. the the ones... They were bad eggs on the way out. <laughs> they were like... <laughs> and you cracked them. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And they when they be, they got tougher.
1: Yes. You uh. scrambled these bastards and then they took to the streets and became cops and whatnot. And, and that and hardened them further. Cops and the opposite of cops. It, very much so. Yeah. And then we're mistreated and with the same racist practices that are happening all over the country now. Yes. And we're um, downtrodden and that toughened them up. And... Uh, the weather uh, in Massachusetts is pretty rough. That yeah. hardened them also. Yeah, a lot
0: going, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, I've grown to like all of them. You know, I, it, was, it was like my own fear that was causing a very specific, uh, my own you know, type of judgment of the Irish.
1: I think it's fair to say that it's a different brood. mm to the people inside of Ireland, yeah, and I think that's true. To be honest, of all nations, like I, I, with, I
0: guess that's true. With they Australia, come here and they get ruined, <laughs> yeah. Or travel the, people that, tra-
1: the yeah. people that travel. I find that when I meet Australians in London, yeah, I'm like, these are not like Australians in Australia. <laughs> What's the all? difference? Like in Australia
0: specifically, since you're noticing, it. because my sense of Australia is, I'm wondering, like where 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 where, where you're going
1: with this? I just that. I find that uh, the ones that seem to end up in London, and I'm sure they're lovely people, Mm. but they're definitely more boorish.
0: Oh, so they've got a chip on...
1: What's what's frustrating about what just happened is I really searched for a A very delicate adjective and all I can end up (laughs) with
0: was boorish. Well, maybe they got a chip on their shoulder for for England having sent their families there to begin with.
1: Maybe that's for, it. <laughs> maybe maybe that's they're,
0: it. they're coming back for what's owed them.
1: At last. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for shipping my great, 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 great grandfather <laughs> off to that fucking island
1: <laughs> and making him converse with Irish convicts. <laughs> yeah. But I think it is true to say that uh, Irish people are very different in, in either place. Irish people in, <clears throat> on the East Coast are very different to people in Ireland.
0: Yeah, but, you know, most, uh, most Americans are Irish.
1: That's right. There are quite a number, but yeah. there's but there's loads of you.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. But it was just fascinating the number of Irish in you know that aren't in Ireland is uh-huh. profoundly impressive. Yeah. And you, I guess you could thank the church for that.
1: There is, and also you know, not to uh, during the famine. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's we're probably we're going six back. minutes in. The <laughs> famines up. <laughs> When does it usually come up with I'm going to do a tight five on the famine now. (laughs) No, uh, during the famine, like just to put it into context, there was 8 million people in the country before the famine. Five years later, there was 4 million people. Oh my God. 2 million people died, 2 million people left. Right. Just in very broad numbers.
0: Now, are you guys giving this on a note card when you leave Ireland? (laughs) That's right. You
1: know the passport stamp? Yeah. That's all it says on it. (laughs) That
0: that equation right there. 8
1: minus 2 (laughs) minus (laughs) 2. Good yeah. luck.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's quite a number of people to leave, mm-hmm. particularly in such a short amount of time. Right. Right. Um, and I guess half of those ended up in, in you know, Eris Island. Yeah. And that uh, that was quite a number of people. Yeah. So Now we're speculating. I, I, uh,
0: so let's go. So your family didn't leave. Right. And uh and how far back do they go? Do you do you do that? Do you know your your lineage? Do you
1: know, I did old, for so I I did a show about genealogy at one point. You did a one-person show? No, I did No, I did a like a a Christopher Guest show for HBO that was about like, um...
0: It's not the one where you got to... Because I was supposed to do a genealogy show, and they, and they just never got back to
1: me. No, this, was, this uh. wasn't this was like, uh, who do you think you are? Oh, that's what I wanted to this do. This was... I'd like to do that, too. Yeah, but but it, mine would be boring.
0: I think that's why they're not getting back to me. I did everything they told me to do. I, what did I, I, you do? I took two genetic you know, spit oh, yeah. tests, yeah. and it's been almost a year, and I think they just looked at it, and they're like, we get it, and he's a Jew, and, and that's it. It's <laughs> the end of it. Like, it's Russia, Poland, all done, no story here. So, I, oddly, I just sent in my own 23andMe yesterday. Oh, uh, today, you did? I today. got it a
1: couple of days ago. You got yours? No, I, I, like, I, I bought, you bought the thing. It. I haven't done it yet. Well, what are you anticipating you're going to find? You know what I wanted to do it for more than the genealogy part of it was I heard on the 23andMe thing you can yeah. find out stuff that's wrong with you. No, you
0: can. They, they ask you, are you are, they ask you like twice when you go to the website. They're yeah. like, all right, we can tell you about a few things. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Yes, that's what I want. And, uh, and the other thing. Yes. Uh, and then you go, okay, I want to hear about it. And they're like, are you sure? Because <laughs> this will fuck you up.
1: Yeah. 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 And okay. So on the genealogy side of it, uh-huh. I feel like it's going to be very dull. Because there is a castle around uh, forty minutes from where I grew up, where my family still lives. Yeah, where, uh, called where? O'Dowd's Castle. Oh, and it's where the first O'Dowds came from. It's do you got, do you all have access to the castle? It's a rune. Oh, it's a rune now. Oh. Um, but so it was. It I guess was, that's a yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes, especially late at night with cans of beer, we have access to. It. <laughs> nice. So. Uh, it, and it's from i think 800 mm. so it's quite a while 800 back. AD yes right um 800 AD which is quite a while mm. and that's that's how far as, well, we've traveled in it you know in 1100 years 1200 years a couple blocks 40 40 minutes <laughs> so the genealogy <laughs> would be
0: yeah you guys really stayed huh
1: you, <laughs> it's really nice yeah <laughs> what's the town I'm from Boyle.
0: Okay. Um and where where is that in relation to a city that I've heard of?
1: I don't know. You you may have heard of Galway? Yeah. Um so I'm like an hour and a half, nearly 2 hours. F- Which way? Kind of northeast of Galway. Oh. So not by the water. I'm like a half an hour from the water, yeah. Yeah. See like I didn't get to go
0: there. I've only been to Dublin and Kilkenny, you know, and I Kilkenny's want Kilkenny's nice. It's pretty. Yeah. There's a castle there as well. That's right. Not in ruins.
1: No, it's a They've, lovely castle. Yeah.
0: yeah, they take care of it. I guess the O'Dowds just didn't give a fuck about their <laughs> castle. <laughs> but the people of Kilkenny and whoever you, runs it. You have that a joint.
1: keen sense of Irish history. I presume. <laughs> <laughs> I presume when the British came and said we're going to take your castle, we decided. Well, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're at <laughs> go here. for it, Cromwell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: knock it down. <laughs> we're heading for the hills. We were we, not we're, farther than forty miles from here. Though
1: <laughs> we were terrified by the prospect of renovating anyway. Do your worst. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, Cromwell it's, took I, it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a, yeah. Matter. Well, it's a, you know, uh, I, uh, our our country's like the you only know, two hundred and change, and I don't yeah. know the beginning of it. But you I know. do, I do appreciate that there are walls that old in Ireland. I th- I really like that about Ireland. That you know, there's yeah. just things built that were built like a long, long, long time ago.
1: So I do think though that something about your connection to the Irish people is probably about a shared history of suppression. Mm-hmm. Like a, as an Eastern European Jew, yeah. the Irish people; these are you know nations that have been suppressed right. and have managed to come out of it. I'm always this is going to be massively. Uh, general, yeah. But I've always been impressed that one of the stalwarts of um, Jews in California or whatever yeah. is that they seem to have embraced humor and comedy so right. readily, which is incredible.
0: Yeah. It, well, it was, it was a way to get by. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it was a way... I mean, Lenny Bruce, I'll paraphrase this bit. I got to find it, where he, he talked about just the Pharaoh. you know, like, bring in the Jew. He's charming. You know, like it, like... There, there, like there, I think there were a lot of things that were denied us uh-huh. because of being Jewish and we had to sort of figure out a way to work around it, you know, uh, but I mean, that goes way back. But yeah, Jews uh, Jews were funny. You know, they did a few things when they got here. You know, yeah. there, there. I didn't realize there were a lot of Jewish boxers, but I think- I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of Jewish boxers in New York. A friend of mine did paintings on them. But I, I think that the, the what, you know, you kind of get a sense of humor to deal with the plight, but also to get over on people Uh uh-huh right
1: yes that's right
0: let's go talk to the irish guy that guy can tell a story sure right yeah but uh and also we we i guess we we both came up with our own you know barely tolerable cuisines to other people
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh that's really fair (laughs) yeah yeah we don't have a history of cuisine yeah but there's
0: great restaurants in dublin i like there are now yeah i like uh,
1: irish food which ones Which foods? Yes, I mean, like, look, name a couple. I well, no, I mean, I'm. It's a stew kind of a country. Oh yeah, it's a lot of like one pot stuff. Yeah,
0: and fish though. So I fish in Dublin. A lot
1: of fish. I've never been a fish guy. I feel like I, I don't know why. Yeah, I have my theories.
0: Well, I mean, like if you don't get the right fish, it's bland. Really, you got that's right. You got to do fish right for it to taste like something.
1: And if if when you're the youngest of five, yeah, fish um, no good. It it can you know you get the dregs of food. The Irish breads very yeah. good. Do you know what we do? Great fucking dairy. Yeah, we do great bread. We yeah. do great dairy, and I miss that. Yeah, um, butters. Butters, Breads,
0: jams, yes, stews, Not there's nothing wrong. I didn't have any stew, but I, I like stew. Stew is good. Yeah, but okay, so w- you grew up in Boyle. Yes. How many kids in your family, nine, 12?
1: 12, that's right. Oh, wow. No, that's not. <laughs> so I was being a dick. Yes. Th- three, four, seven. They're all numbers, aren't they, Mark? Yep. I'm going to say five, <laughs> just <laughs> due to accuracy. Uh, I'm the youngest of five. Yeah. I have an older brother who's ten years older, and then three girls in between. Ten years older. Well, that's yeah. not crazy. That's no, not it's like, not. At all. I don't. I don't know yeah, that kid guy. every two years.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know your brother. Very I mean, much. He's so. not
1: like thirty years older. No, ten he's years. no, he's ten. Yeah. Ten years older. He's uh, he's a wonderful man. Is he in Ireland? He's actually in London now. Oh yeah. His name is John. Are, they,
0: are any of them in Ireland still?
1: I have a sister in Ireland, who has five kids of her own. Five. And then I have a sister in Melbourne, Australia, mm. and then a sister in Savannah, Georgia. Really? Yeah.
0: So they spread out. Yes, They're I do. Like this part. is the
1: first generation to really spread our <laughs> finally, wings.
0: Finally, <laughs> finally, they they left. They left. The, the, but then, the, then
1: I have an auntie who I don't know very well, but she went to Tel Aviv as a kid. Yeah. And stayed, hmm. and has been there since. I, I guess she had the
0: same experience that I had in Ireland. With uh, Israel.
1: Very much so, but she really committed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she did.
0: Look, there's still time, dude. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen No, No, sure. (laughs) I mean, maybe inside two years. Yes. We'll see how it falls. Where do you think you'll end up? When I go to Ireland? No, in your life. Oh, uh, that's in, too broad
1: a question. In isn't general,
0: it? well, I think I I just bought this house, yeah, and this okay. might be the one, the yeah, last one. It's a lovely house. Yeah, I mean, I could see dying here. That's how you buy a new house. Like, hey, can I die yeah, here? Yeah, I, I, I can see here. you dying here. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I did not want to die in the other one. It's, it's no. it would be sad to die in that one. It's smaller. I see, and, you know I mean. I don't have a wife, and I don't have kids, and uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'd like to die in. a
1: When the house. news crews come, you want yeah. to really put on a show. Yeah, yeah. You want to be like, yes, I died here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, you know, it's day to day.
1: No, I think that's true.
0: I, I, are you? Do you get citizenship? Are you a citizen?
1: We're actually in the middle of the green card process right now.
0: Uh-huh, and has that been fucked up by whatever's happening in the world or not? A
1: little, yeah. Oh, it has? It's just been slowed down. Yeah. Usually, it would be something that would take three months, and we're in our sixth month. Of are you course. nervous? Are you going? No, I, I think, think it'll all be fine. The only thing with it is. It has this frustrating thing. When you're in the middle of it, you can't leave the country. Uh, um, this country. This country, that's right. right. And we were, we were Cause you're, trying cause, to. Oh,
0: because if you do, the, it'll be like, sorry, that's it. You just have to start again, oh, which is boring. Even, oh, even for a week? Doesn't yeah. matter?
1: No, it doesn't matter.
0: But what's the worst that could happen to you? You got to go back to beautiful Ireland.
1: I know, but then you can't, you know, it... Not, not that annoying. that's going to happen. I, yeah. I, I, but I anyway, we're going to go back to London for six months.
0: But do you get dual citizenship if you get the... if you? Or...
1: I won't be a citizen. Oh, okay. No, I don't really have any interest in that. Oh, but, yeah. but but both of my kids are American. Right, right. Um, and they'll be dual citizens. Right. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: But all right, so you're in Boyle. You're yes. the youngest of all these kids. Yes. They're doing things. You decide what? You're going to, how does it, like, what, what, what's your dad do? First of all, let's get a sense of it.
1: He's a, a sign painter. Oh, that's, that's So we would do like pub practical. signs and uh, really? uh, vans. So I spent most of my kind of childhood up a ladder, do a lot of like election posters and things like that.
0: Were you like the last kid to be working with him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't very good. No. But my sisters were great. So you're all, it. you come from a
0: sign painting family. That's right. How much sign painting is there to do? Did a lot. is it, it, like when you go to Boyle, it's sort of like, that's my dad's sign, that's my dad's sign. Yes.
1: That's, and they're still up. And the next town over and the next town over. So three or four towns. Yeah. Full of your dad's signs. Yeah. There weren't a huge amount of sign risers at the time. All right. So we would, uh, yeah, we had a lockdown.
0: Did he do, did he <laughs> do like art, more artistic stuff like the, like uh, pig's heads, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For the pubs that are name things,
1: like, oh, uh, oh yeah, a little bit of that. Like, it, yeah. it, it would gen it would generally be um, kind of cut out block painting, or block letters yeah. and stuff like that, and then later it moved more into like mechanical stuff. So you would kind of cut out. Ah. um so
0: he diversified as as the the the. The sort of, uh, as as the type of science advanced, he stayed with the time. He was a
1: really um, early adapter or adopter of, like, uh, computer stuff. Oh, good. Got really into, like, I remember Gateway 2000. Sure. Yeah, the, um, the and computer
0: th- that came in the cow box.
1: That's right. That's yes. right. And uh, so as soon as that was possible, I think he was probably getting sick of being up a ladder at, when it's five degrees outside all the time as well. And so. Oh, it sped things up. Sped things up a lot.
0: To make the stencil or what have you?
1: Yeah, for things to not bubble and for things to not crack. And uh. it made it a lot easier. And is he around? He's still around. Both of my parents are around. I was talking to him yesterday.
0: Is he retired or is he He's still? He's retired pretty much. He oh, yeah. kind
1: of, now he updates a local website for the town mm. that's kind of what he does yeah yeah. We, does
0: he go check his signs at all or did, or did I, they, we,
1: there's a lot of them still up I kind of love going home and we'll go to a town like the next over or I remember doing a boat and we'll go out on the boat and I'll be like I remember putting the sign on this boat when we were like <laughs> 25 years ago still there <laughs> yeah and he'll be like I, w- I would have made a lot more money if I had made shitter signs yeah he just didn't get any repeat he, business
0: <laughs> yeah oh god they were solid huh? yeah he
1: used the right stuff yes he was a he was very much not a money person.
0: He was not into the, uh, the, the idea of planned obsolescence. <laughs> no. Yes, this will, this will turn to shit in six years. They'll have to call me
1: back. He was a perfectionist. Yeah. And probably a marginal workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, Better than an alcoholic. For sure. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. I don't, don't really know. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so it did mean that uh, that, was, that was definitely thrust at and, us. And what did your mom do? She was a stay-at-home mom until I was kind of ten or eleven, and then she went back to college and became a therapist.
0: What kind of therapist?
1: Uh, she was from a small town, so it was mostly kind of relationship therapy, grief counseling. Oh yeah, like she did like a that. PhD,
0: a PhD yeah, or she something went, like that. Yeah,
1: she went. She did an MA or whatever. Wow, Masters. in Trinity.
0: Yeah. Oh, Trinity in Dublin. Uh huh. That's a pretty campus. Yeah. So was she. W- there. Yeah, it's lovely. Did you go see the Book of Kells? I did. Yeah. Then we show you one or two pages at a time. They say it's very repetitive. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same jokes. The, the <laughs> <laughs> With the little art on the sides. That library is impressive, though. Yeah, it's a,
1: it, you know what? It's a beautiful campus. Fr-
0: yeah, fresh in my mind. Just was there a few weeks ago. It's got all that
1: cobblestones. Yeah. A, a tree just fell down.
0: Oh, did you? Anyway. Really? Do you get that updates on your phone? I, it was it
1: was news. <laughs> in a tree fell down in the middle of <laughs> Trinity Square. <laughs> Is everybody okay? Um, I presume there's a day of mourning. Yeah, I haven't, I, for not checked. For
0: yeah. I, uh, okay. So, so there you are. Your That's mom's right. At so school. she goes back to college, and that was good. And uh, and you're left on your own, just painting signs with your dad. When do you decide that you know you want to be an entertainer?
1: Much later. So I go to college. I get into college. Trinity. Well, oh, oh, I actually went to UCD, which is the one down the, kind of down the street a bit.
0: Is that the one where you tell you when you say to people? They go. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> it's probably,
1: <laughs> but it's it's also Not you know Trinity, where huh? James Joyce went and oh, uh, it's it's. Did you break the? Headphones? It would have been considered uh, traditionally to be the Catholic university, whereas Trinity was the Protestant university. Oh, really? So originally Catholics weren't allowed into Trinity. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. It was set up by the British government for people abroad. Trinity was uh-huh
0: oh so that so you actually went to the more Irish of the two right yet I thought that Trinity or maybe it's just a town of Dublin claims James Joyce like maybe I I don't I don't know who no went.
1: we definitely UCD would, it would definitely claim James Joyce but there would be busts and whatever of Joyce all over that part of Dublin because that's that's the whole that's all of it. That's his that's his hood. That's Ulysses and Dubliners. Yeah. All there in you go. around there. Yeah. It's all there. And there's some gorgeous but also like the Gingerman is right down there, which yeah. is another fantastic Irish book. The Gingerman. Yeah, There's a pub right on the just off Trinity Square, which I is I haven't drank
0: in so long. I don't know. I didn't go to any of those places. Nah. I didn't enjoy any of the local music. Well, that's, that's a shame. Yeah. We actually spent a lot of time at this strange hippie-ish uh, health food restaurant that uh, oh. has a, like you know, a walk through. What was it called? God damn it! My, it's an unusual name. My my mind is going. That's but, all right. Yeah, but like because my my girlfriend, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, name of Dublin place we ate. Um, that'll that's good, right? It's not even a real question. Uh, that is,
1: this is iron ore.
0: I think it's I you know what it is it's like I took those two pieces from a beach in Kauai oh. uh where they you know there there was yeah it's it's broken down iron from some sort of machine
1: oh that makes like it sense. was it was
0: not ore it was a piece of something uh-huh uh, I don't know what though I don't think I was supposed to take it though but uh I, I don't think I'm gonna get in trouble so you'll we'll see I know but uh, but I do like Dublin though I do realize now that it, it is sort of turned out a bit tourist wise like you know it's not that quaint anymore in that
1: way. No, and it, it actually looks like a very kind of typical European city now. Mm. Like there are parts of it that where you could be in Zurich.
0: Right. But we went out, we took the train to the end and w- walked the cliffs.
1: Oh yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Maybe you were a I don't know, you're either at Dokey or Hoth or somewhere like Hoth, that. Hoth. Hoth, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah.
0: I mean that was I mean that's sort of Irish country, right?
1: Sure. I mean it's yeah.
0: Yeah, it was nice. I think it was nice I'm from area. the country. So
1: yeah. like kind of places that are just outside the city if you're like, oh that's uh, but this was
0: on the water. It it's very like, pretty. Hoth is gorgeous. Yeah, it sounds like you you're inland.
1: Yeah, yeah. We are. We're bog people. Bog <laughs> Bog people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seamus Haney? Yeah. Yeah. Oh ah,
0: the bog. Yeah, bones. he's not
1: that far from me.
0: Yeah. Those were heavy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading it. That's right. Yeah. The stony grey soil of Monaghan. Yeah. Yeah. And it is something, it's got like a somewhat of an Angelo's Ashes feel to it, a lot of us. Yeah, it's <laughs> heavy, it. right? The, yeah. the, the weight is is worn on the faces of the, the weight of history and the weight of experience and the weight of the family. And he, yeah. he uses a lot of that in his themes.
0: But, uh, but you got
1: out. You went to Dublin. Yeah, I loved it. But I went to Dublin mm-hmm. and studied politics. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I did a play kind of by accident and then fell in love with it. What play? What play changed you?
0: It was... From changing the f- world the to fuck? being who you are now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did it to you? What the fuck was it? It, oh. was it? it wasn't even a play. It was called Hay Fever. Uh-huh. And it was one of those English playwrights that, you know, write about country. Hay gardens. Fever. Well, I can't actually
0: remember. But wait, wait, what just happened in Ireland? They voted uh, to... Uh, the, Repeal
1: the Eighth Amendment. Yeah, which is, is big deal. Big deal. Yeah,
0: we're going the fantastic. other way. We're going the other way in this country. In Ireland, the cradle I, I of know. Catholicism is like...
1: Uh, it's incredible what's happening in Ireland, right? Oh now. my God, Because great. Because the year before last, we also voted for um, the legalization of gay marriage. Yeah. And now w- women are allowed to get abortions. Mm-hmm. For up until now, you had to go to England, yeah. which is um, just such a Neanderthalic kind of...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what's going to happen here. There are states now here that you can't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in America. It's very odd. <laughs> I do. It's terrible. Odd's a polite word for it, but I appreciate that. You can say how you really feel. <laughs> it's scary and fucked up. It really is. It's very, very <laughs> odd. <laughs> okay, we'll stick with odd. The name uh, uh, of the restaurant we ate at a lot was Cornucopia.
1: Oh in Dublin it's, it's that's a very traditionally irish name
0: yeah it's like a, it's a very kind of like vegetarian hippie bent irish style food place oh cool and we went to Buley's a lot
1: Okay. Yes. For that's tea. a that's an old standard. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 a nice place.
0: Nice place to get. Yeah. It's not, It's like traditional, but it's clean and they pleasant. They have nice food.
1: Yeah. Scones of all kinds. I think that's on Grafton Street. Yeah. Like just doing with all the cobbles. And, yeah. 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 It's pretty. and a lot, And like, good music there.
0: I, that I well see. I lied. I did see. Like I saw a lot of street on the streets. A yeah. Of, uh, buskers and some of them were fucking good.
1: Yeah. They're yeah. no joke. They have to. I think they have to. Um, get picked. Oh. Like, they they don't let anybody just play on Grafton Street. So right. So, there's something of a...
0: Right. No, I... I uh, which I think that is good. Seemed, that seems true. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they had no joke. together. Now, as an Irish person, does Bono annoy you? <sighs> don't think it through too much.
1: I don't know. I, I, it's not that I'm thinking it through. I, I've... Have you hung out? I've met him. Oh. And I've... Uh, <sighs> I'm a bit torn on him because right. I like so me much too. of his me music yeah, from the right. old days. Sure. And, um, and I've seen them perform a couple of times. Me too, me too, yeah. I think he gets too hard a time in Ireland. Oh, he does? Uh, yeah. Why what, Why? Why is that?
0: I guess it's hard where you come from if people think you get too big for your britches.
1: There's that mm. and there's some tax stuff. Oh. And I think that, yeah, I think that predominantly it's the it's the former. That mm-hmm. thing of like, I genuinely think people got pissed off that he talked about charity so much. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I can't quite get my head it, around but, it.
0: But like is it like you're talking about the Irish people so are they like yes. you know who do you think you are?
1: <laughs> yes. I, I think that they they would <laughs> accuse him of sanctimony. There you go. That's um, right. And that really pisses people off particularly yeah. in Ireland.
0: Yeah, no, I I I, could, I get it. I get it. So, all right. So you 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 were, stu- yeah. So there, there's progressive uh, things happening in Ireland on a governmental basis, cultural basis. But you bailed. You, you're like, I'm not cut out for politics.
1: I, I'm a song and dance man. That's right. <laughs> 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 uh, at, at the time I was doing politics in Ireland, wasn't a particularly interesting political time in Ireland. But and you,
0: but were you what were you studying exactly? What was the idea?
1: Well, we were doing a lot. I mean, so we would have been doing a lot of Anglo-Irish relations and a lot of world politics. I kind of like this. We were actually, it was just before 9-11, I guess, that I was there. So I remember doing a lot of pieces Uh about um, the possibility of somebody from Saudi Arabia putting a big bomb in America. There was a lot of talk about something like that. God, I think in 95 there had oh, already been... The, you mean the crate on the ship thing? Y- yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, the suitcase thing.
1: Th- that's right. In yeah, the, those two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was. A, I guess that was a large part of the, the politics that we were studying. But honestly, I lost interest yeah. after a bit. I was yeah. like, this is cool. I'll go to the odd lecture. But I started doing plays and really liked it and hadn't really been, hadn't done anything expressive before in my life.
0: Oh, oh, except for maybe paint some letters.
1: Yeah, which right. is much more of a, a practical skill thing. than yeah. a creative
0: thing. Right, right, right. So, all right, so you start doing plays. Do you shift majors? Do you study acting or you just wing it?
1: No, I just wing it and I end up doing a bunch of plays, reading a bunch of plays. Yeah. And then going to drama school.
0: Oh, so you went after college. Uh-huh. So you so graduated.
1: Never graduated. Left college. Um, I got there till the end. I stayed till the end. But you didn't graduate. But I didn't graduate. You come up a couple credits short? I Yeah. I think I missed a, a couple of um, exams. So doesn't that haunt
0: you? Do you ever wake up going, why can't I just finish that?
1: I... W- Later, yeah. I didn't finish drama school. And the combination of didn't these 2 Didn't either. No. And the combination of all of these does haunt me a little. You do, so you have two incompletes. That's right.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I don't, okay. You know what's going to happen eventually you're going to
1: be like, I'm going to go finish those. I'm really pushing to get an honorary. Um, degree Both? From,
0: I mean, maybe from the drama school, but I think it's a stretch to think you're going to get one for me. Why? You. Be, well, would you be happy with one? I mean which yes. one would you which one would
1: you want? I don't think that the drama school would do it. No. I don't think we left on great terms. What'd you do? I just didn't like it.
0: Oh. Did you do a play about it? Did you do something awful on stage?
1: Did you slag so, them in the press? I maybe a little. Uh, in Ireland? No, I so I went to drama school in London. Ah, so right. I left, I, le- I was in Dublin for three years and then I went to London and was there for 10 years. How'd your parents respond when you were like, hey, I'm going to go do this with my wife? They were surprised um, initially, but uh-huh. they were very supportive. Uh-huh. I feel lucky that I was the youngest of five and I think at that point they were like, he's not in prison, it's okay.
0: So they had four successful children, so they figured, let this one. <laughs>
1: they had four reasonable children, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, right. and And I think any moment of... Uh, non success had probably been brought about by too much pressure. Oh, oh. So they were like, just let him do yeah. what he wants. Oh,
0: well, right. So they learned a certain uh, I they think learned so. a lesson. Yes. Oh. Um, so you go to England, and what, what's the drama school?
1: It's called the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art. That's a big one, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Yeah.
0: Did you have to audition to get
1: in? Very much so. Huh. Yeah. Which was scary. Yeah. But uh, what did you audition with? You remember? I did. Uh, I think I did an. Uh, actually, I think I did. Something from a Hurley Burley, David Rabe. Yeah, hmm. he uh, wrote that, right? That's right, David. Yeah. Rabe. that's a good one. And then some Shakespearean thing. I think it might have been Love. Got to do the last. modern, then the classical. That's right, and then a song. You did a song. Yeah. What song? What was it? It was Fairy Tale of New York. No, oh, the Pogues song. Oh, it's a great song. It was. Is a what kind of song? It's a Pogues. Oh, There's the Shane McGowan and the Pogues. How's he doing? You talk to him? You know, I have one um, Shane McCowan anecdote. (laughs) Do you want to hear it? I I don't think I've ever told anybody. I I,
0: I worry about Shane, but yeah, let's hear it.
1: I met him maybe seven or eight years ago at some award ceremony Uh for some Irish thing. Yeah. And I was getting some award and he was getting some kind of lifetime achievement award for music.
0: (laughs) For being alive.
1: Yeah, for being (laughs) alive. Everybody was (laughs) fucking stunned. (laughs) And at one point, his manager or something came over to my table and said, you know, Shane would love to meet you. He's a big fan. And I was like, Jesus, really? And I was like, okay. And it was like a black tight thing. But yeah, it was at the end of the evening. I take my jacket off. Yeah, and over, and I sat with him. And wasn't he wasn't very talkative, right? Um, and so I kind of prattled on about how much I liked his, his vibe, and uh, and then eventually he stopped me and he says, "Oliver Vulcan Tonic, please." <laughs> and he thought I was the waiter. <laughs> I, I you know yeah. of course at the time I was like oh shit yeah in retrospect I kind of I have a lot of respect for the fact that he thought I was a waiter and let me talk to him for so long <laughs> <laughs>
0: effusively <he, he>, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah why wouldn't he um, but yeah and then of course I had to go and get him his drink <laughs> 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 in a pint glass. And that was it? Oh, yeah. He
0: wanted it in a pint glass? Yeah. He asked for it in a pint glass? Yeah.
1: He actually did this thing where he just went like this. This is me. I'm using my hands to indicate a pint a glass. Big one. Yeah. Big vodka and yeah. tonic. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So, uh, you did the Pogue song. You did a little Shakespeare. You did the Hurley Burley. You got in. You, got in. You wowed them. You charmed them with your
1: song and dance. That's right. And uh, and you didn't like the school. I just thought I wasn't ready to be educators again. I felt like I just didn't seem like you were ready the first time. I <laughs> don't think I was. I think I should have left school and just done something else. <laughs> yeah. But I, because I, I I'm not I'm not great with authority. Yeah. But I keep putting myself in positions where I'm being so, authorized constantly. But
0: maybe when you th- when you sought to, to study acting you thought it would be more fun. That's right. But yeah, you know, that school is kind of rigid.
1: It was extraordinarily rigid and up its own hole yeah. and taught everything in a very traditional sense that didn't, in any way, to me, adhere to the kind of modern necessities of mm. creating a career in this thing. They're like not, not
0: going to give you honorary.
1: They're not, are they? No. Even just from that fucking <laughs> sentence, it's God. <gone. laughs>
0: <laughs> I, th- I, I think that, that, that ship is sailed. It's fair, my isn't it? Yeah. Maybe
1: they could just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: think you should go for the other place, yeah. the Kappa College, which I loved.
1: Yeah. Great education. Oh my god, what, what a, a mis- beautiful campus. What
0: a mistake that you left in your heart, right? My fault. Yeah, not theirs. <laughs> this is going to happen, man. We're going to make this fucking happen. Yeah. Shit. So, uh but like like really rigid, like right? what 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 does that mean? Movement, Shakespeare every day,
1: uh fencing, what dance, like a lot of dancing. Really? Way more dancing than I was expecting, Mark. And I don't mind a boogie, I don't. Yeah. But it was a lot of dancing. There was yeah. like salsa, and then there was flamenco, really? and then there was yeah, and then there, I guess they thought it was something that like a, Get you a in your holo- body? kind of a holistic, yes, a holistic approach yeah, yeah. to movement as an actor, which I actually I didn't mind that so much. But then it was like, oh, I'm playing. It's just more and more Jacobean dramas or fucking oh yeah yeah restoration yeah. comedies. Right, and like oh, Jesus, we like we have one week of like. TV and film training a year. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, guys, get yeah, your fingers yeah, out.
0: Yeah, yeah. we want to make some money. Some of
1: us. Well, we'll have not even that, but it's like you just can't survive on what they were trying to sell. Well, how long did you last? Probably a year and a half of two years. Man,
0: yeah. you get right up to the wire, don't you? Yeah. And you fucking pull out.
1: I feel like I I thought I was going to see it through, and then I got a job, and I was like, ah, got I a job. Owed, and then I owed the money, and I'm like, I'm not going back.
0: Yeah, did you? <laughs> what you got a job I on television? Still owe them
1: money. Yeah, you probably
0: still owe them money.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Th- that they must really be up their own ass if they haven't found you.
1: My, <laughs> I don't think it was much.
0: Oh, the alumni association of my college—they know where I am. Even I think I could—if I stayed at a hotel for for more than a month, I would get mail from them. <laughs> 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 it's, I'm surprised that I don't get mail from the BU Alumni Association when I'm on vacation for more than a week.
1: Well, since I left, I've been keeping a real low profile. Oh, yeah,
0: I can tell. Yeah, they they could never find you. No. So what was the job?
1: That job was, uh, it was about priests. Do you know what it was about? It was about like homosexuality and the priesthood. Yeah. And while we, it was, I guess it's raison d'etre was to be controversial. and And while we were making it, All of the stories about pedophilia in the priesthood came out. And suddenly our movie felt very timid. It was a movie. It was a movie, yeah. Mm. It was called, what was it called? Do you want me to look? Yeah. Uh, Conspiracy. Conspiracy of of Silence. Right. That was good, good memory. (laughs) Like
0: if we just cut out the part where I say, do you want me to look? You'd be like, I did it.
1: It wouldn't be at all weird that I was kind of shouting it as you were saying
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so did you see the movie Priest? It was just called Priest. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, who was in that? I oh, I, can't remember. A, I, remember, I
1: remember it being around.
0: It was like the guy from uh, Robert Carlyle was oh, in Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. But and the lead was another guy that I'm I'm not remembering, but it's about a closeted gay priest. Uh. who um keeps the secret. You know, when like when he he's outed, uh, but he also like he's been confessed to by a teenage girl who's being sexually abused by her father. Fuck! And uh, he keeps that secret. Oh! And you know, and when everybody turns on the priest for being gay, you know she's the only one that takes communion at the
1: end oh. from him. Rough stuff. There, you know. Yesterday the the pope came out. <laughs> he's gay. He didn't go- oh. Waking wow, that would,
0: I think I would have heard about that. Nobody my, would. My be phone shot. must be broken.
1: I'd be so delighted for him. God, you <laughs> know what? That actually be my initial thought. Would be I'm so delighted for yeah, him that he feels
0: he can. Everything's changing. Yeah. The Ireland repeals uh, the Eighth Amendment,
1: but because of that, he has come out publicly and said that abortion is akin to Nazism. So, and we've had some of our high priests and bishops in Ireland yeah. tell everybody who voted yes um, to go to confession. It feels well, so extraordinarily behind the times. Though. Well, but you
0: know what? The, you know the, the the institutions. They you know if they want to remain institutions, they uh, you know either they they adapt or they just hold the line.
1: I know, I know, and that if that's their course of action, they're not going to win. Like if all they have to do is look at who's in the church, and it's less people every year. Yeah. Not, and that's well, I mean, from not adapting.
0: But yeah, well, how much you know? I I mean, after a certain point, if you learn that it, that the church is, yeah, I mean, we arguably been hiding pedophiles for centuries uh-huh <laughs> right you know like at, at what point do you go like maybe the church is a little uh corrupt but then but a like-
1: lot of the stuff that they've put in and they've put in there's nothing got to do with god but they, particularly with catholicism yeah. the idea that priests can't marry is purely a financial decision essentially the catholic church decided the priests can't marry because they couldn't afford f- to take care of Priest families,
0: yeah, because there's going to be a lot, a lot of kids, a lot of kids, because
1: these aren't going to be big condom guys, yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a lot of kids, and it's going to be, um, they're not going to be able to maintain that. But then you end up with people who don't want to get married or have sex, right? So you now you're picking from a group of people who are committed virgins, yeah, and that's. That's dangerous. So, yeah, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a tough, uh, tough road.
1: That's a small demo. Uh-huh. I have some sympathy with the Catholic Church in that I think that for a long time in somewhere like Ireland, it was, um, we needed something to maintain a national identity when we were constantly being bombarded by somebody mm. else's. Yeah. And I think that people found refuge in the Catholic Church. Right. And found a state of identity, whether that was misplaced or not. But, to soldier through those hard times, right? And there is a chance that now we just don't need that anymore, right? And therefore, the institution has become redundant, right? Yeah, well, it's
0: not—it's not, it's not going to go away, but you know, it's, it's no,
1: people it's, will still have faith because we just until somebody comes back and say, hey, I've just died and this happened. Yeah. There's always going yeah, to be religion. Be,
0: yeah. Right, right. But, it, you know, it, it, it won't be, you know, you'll, you'll negotiate your relationship with it as people have been doing forever. That's right. And you don't have a relationship with it. I, I don't. Did you grow up with it?
1: I was an ultra boy growing up. Yeah. So I, I can't remember or recall how much of it I believed or didn't believe or what faith I had necessarily. I, I can't remember ever losing faith. Yeah. So uh, there's a good chance I just never really bought into it. It
0: Was never that. So you weren't. uh, It wasn't uh, beaten into your brain. No. No. Uh,
1: I. I, It it was definitely a big part of our teaching. Yeah. But I. You weren't sufficiently terrified. Like my parents and and would talk of like the most horrendous treatment at the hands of uh, kind of bullying priests and nuns. Oh, really? Um, which was. Just by the by in in art. But you didn't didn't, didn't experience it. No, I didn't. And I actually grew up with very progressive priests who who I still kind of love dearly as uh, people and progressive men. Oh, that's nice. um, You talk to them still? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But no, uh, you're not hung up on the God thing.
1: No. No. No, and I think they seem okay with that.
0: Well, yeah, they're they're happy you're a decent fella.
1: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think so, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, okay, so you do the movie. Right, uh, but you know, it was a, it didn't it didn't really take off. No,
1: and then I probably didn't work for two years.
0: Oh, that so are you happy you dropped out? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I mean, if I had been surrounded by everybody else who was doing wonderfully, I probably would have thought, oh shit! But everybody wants to get out of struggling, and so what? What'd you do for two years? Um, bar mostly. Yeah. Worked in a lot of bars, worked in construction, worked oh, yeah. in call centers. Yeah. Did cool. all of that for probably the guts of a decade. Even when you start working, you're only getting the odd job. Are you doing bit parts? Doing little bit parts and things. Yeah. yeah. Up until kind of when I'm 26, 27. Yeah. Or something like that.
0: Yeah. And then what, when do you, when does it break? What, what, like do, what bit parts did you do? Like, like
1: anything big? No. No? Nothing that you would have heard of. I, don't think um uh, like procedural kind of stuff on british tv yeah and then um and then i did a show called the it crowd oh that was a big show uh which was a comedy yeah that did pretty well i
0: remember watching episodes of it online okay when it was popular because people were like this is the popular funny show Uh yeah right it was like it was almost like it had sort of a buzz that was almost office office ish
1: right right it, yeah, it it's um it was a popular show, very funny show at times and um introduced me to a writer called Graham Linehan, who's a terrific Irish writer. Uh-huh. Um and he would have been kind of a hero of mine for years from another show called Father Ted and Black Books with Dylan Moore. Black and
0: Books and I watched some of those because yeah, and Dylan's I talked been on to here, Dylan Dylan years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was an, he's oh, the same guy?
1: Yeah. Oh, he wrote that too. Either yeah, two of those guys wrote that one. Yeah,
0: is that? Was that after it crowd? Or no, before? this was before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. That was earlier. Uh huh. So he's a, a very funny guy.
1: Yes, and uh, uh, so that was that was my first kind of introduction to doing something that people are going to see and getting and paid regular, getting paid, which was good. Yeah, um, and it was the first time that I could not do other jobs. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, because I'd done the odd thing. I'd done a film with Mike Lee called Vera Drake, which was. Um, A terrific film, but those kind of, you know, you still got to do your day job.
0: What? It was, I didn't see that one. It was a later Mike
1: Lee film, huh? It was, it was was about, it was Bring It All Back, and it was about Backstreet Abortionist in London. Oh, I think I
0: did see that. I love his stuff. Um, I oddly do something of a
1: comic turn in it. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Um, I didn't know when I was making the film what it was about. Yeah. And then a friend of mine, a few months later, said, "Oh, I saw that uh, that Mike Lee movie that you're in." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, how is it?" And he said, "Oh, I mean, it's it's fucking dark." Oh, so you just had like a scene? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean it's dark?"
0: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm basically
1: doing a fucking no. There's no. It's improvised. There's no, no so script. There's nothing. So he just cast you for a bit. He yeah. We didn't even know what I was going to do when he cast me. And I don't know if you know much about his process, but it's kind of fascinating where. I I must have. I did one day's filming, but yeah. I worked on it for four and a half months. Huh. So you go in once every two or three weeks yeah. and you start from the ground up of like, let's talk about people in your life. I want you to talk to me about 10 different people in with your Mike. life. With Mike? With uh-huh. Mike. And he will hone, after talking about all of these people for quite a while, hone in on one person that he wants you to play. Uh-huh. And then you create an, basically in a kind of an alternative universe that they've grown up in, but Uh this person is still the same essence of a person. Wow. And then he closer to the time of the filming will start to fill you in on the very details and minutiae of this person's life. And then on the day of the filming he's you get into costume and he says, You're gonna go in and buy a suit (laughs) like Okay, and we're in some hospital somewhere. Yeah, and he says you just whenever you're ready, you just walk down the corridor and the fourth door on the left. I haven't seen a camera or anybody at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to walk into that room and you're going to buy a suit, you know, for your sister's wedding, like we talked about. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and so you go in, and you, it's a whole set, and there's kind of hidden camera, not hidden cam, but like they're kind of disguised behind big uh, flats and things. Huh. And somebody writing down all of the words, and you go into another actor there, uh, played by Danny Mays, and uh, a character played by Danny Mays, and you do the scene. It takes whatever six or seven minutes, and then he's like, "Okay, cut, great, thanks." And uh, and he said, "Now what we're going to do is somebody is transcri- is going to transcribe everything that you just said, and we're going to shoot it tomorrow with that transcription, and that's going to be your script, <laughs> and that's it." Wow! So you went in the next day and did it. And when you were un- given sides, yeah, of what he said. Uh, what was unusual about it is that obviously it's entirely improvised the day before, and right. then on the day, it's really it's like doing a Sorkin movie or something where you're incredibly. If you if you say that instead of a, he's like cut. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, it's very weird, but kind of fascinating. That's wild, yeah.
0: That's amazing. So that, that's how the, he makes the whole movie. I guess so. I mean, wow. that's, that's
1: my experience, yeah.
0: So that, so you did a, I got to watch that. You did a funny bit in there.
1: Yeah. But like, again. I was very surprised to hear it was a drama. And when you watch it, you'll be like, how did you not know? <laughs> it's, it's very much a dark kitchen sink <laughs> drama. Well, yeah,
0: you were just doing the one bit. Mm-hmm. So how do you get over here?
1: Well, I came over, I was auditioning for a lot of stuff. There? No, here, yeah, in London. And I auditioned for something which I thought was for the BBC and it turned out that it was for NBC uh-huh. and it was a pilot. And so I came over and ended up testing for a pilot uh-huh. with Kevin Hart. Yeah. And. Is that where you met Dave Becky? Don't you have a Dave Becky story? Yes. Well, I, I, I signed with Becky off that.
0: Oh, so you come here. It's Kevin Hart's first. That, the show didn't go though. The show didn't go. But he met you met Becky yeah. Dave Becky. Kevin and
1: I are actually testing against each other huh. for whatever fucking role we are both the right person for. We are um, <laughs> testing against oh, really? each other. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, eventually we both end up in the show.
0: So that was back in two thousand and what? Five six something like that. And and Becky's like you you uh, you're my guy.
1: Yeah, I okay. guess so. Yeah, and. Uh, and the show doesn't go. I go back to England keep working. But then I start coming back because it just doesn't feel like such an odd thing to do anymore. Right. And um, and I liked it. And I liked that it was warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which seems trite, but right. it's kind of nice. So it's warm.
0: What was the story we talked about when we were at the hotel that day about the weird coincidence of Becky? Do you, I, I, I know that Becky represented you, but like that you're... You...
1: Oh, right. Well, just that... Um, I kind of around the time I started meeting Judd Apatow yeah he told me the like that um, that I got a particular audition because I think Becky used to give him time at a club
0: oh, oh back at when he was back
1: when Becky was running doors at the
0: uh, improv yeah
1: um, and down, yeah and so that's kind of how that worked out oh really yeah <laughs> but um yeah, around that time I was coming back a bit and then I managed to get an audition for that um, for the Bridesmaids movie. Yeah. And that was more because I think Paul Feig had watched the IT crowd. Oh, okay. And was familiar with that. And I don't think anybody else in the room knew me. But I remember going into that thinking, um, this is unlikely. Yeah. And they have that odd thing in American auditions where there's like a sheet outside for you to sign your name to just yeah. let the casting director know that you've arrived. And you look at the fucking sheet and it's like, oh my God, it's all these fucking people. <laughs>
0: everybody, everybody is a star.
1: It's literally everybody that's better than me in America. Yeah, right. And so I'm like, ah, wow. And and it had this odd effect on me, which was to suddenly make me utterly calm about the whole thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's not even, there's no chance, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> So there's no pressure.
0: Right. So when he first met Apatow, it was like it, like he brought up that Becky used to put him on stage. That's right, and that's why he he's meeting you, <laughs>
1: or why he was I think looking favorably at me. I oh. think I think he was meeting me because I had just done a good audition with Paul and Kristen.
0: Oh okay, so that was like I mean, you did you showed up at a couple other things, but that was a big part. You were like the nice guy in the bridesmaids movie, right? The cop. It was funny, but it was warm. Uh-huh. He seemed like a real character, like a like a grounded kind of guy.
1: Right. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. And and I obviously when I was doing that film, didn't know that it was. I didn't know what the girls were doing. Right. So I thought, hey, what we're doing is pretty good. But it wasn't until I saw it that I was like, oh my god, this is this is a fuck. This is funny as shit. Right. And like I hadn't seen the stuff that kind of Rose and Kristen and Melissa were doing. Yeah. So when I watched it, I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know. I yeah. would have really tried to be very funny uh, <laughs> and stunk the but place But there was no out.
0: script, or you just don't read the scripts when you get.
1: I, I think a lot of the stuff that ended up in that movie yeah. came quite late. Yeah, and I was going through some process thing at the time where I wasn't really reading scripts. I was uh-huh. only reading stuff I was in. Yeah, and just the
0: part, just the parts of the script that you were in. Yeah, yeah. Why? I because mean,
1: I felt that you get clouded by everything else. And for exactly the reason I think I just said, where it's like I would have tried to do something else based on somebody right. else's stuff. But
0: so maybe something, you know, they set up your character some way earlier
1: on that you might need I, to know. I, I remember actually asking, let me know if there's anything I need to know. Otherwise, just give me the pages that I'm in.
0: So what's it like doing this uh, this type of TV show that you're doing now with Get Shorty? I mean, because it's, it's like, it's it's not essentially... It's not a comedy like regular comedies.
1: No, no, it's uh, it's. I guess what the fuck would you call it? It's kind of like a comedy drama, but it's more. I don't know. It's kind of like actiony and yeah. There's a lot there's going a, on. Yeah, there's like car stuff. And... <laughs>
0: yeah, but you and you're working with Ray. Yeah, which is you know you guys are doing a lot of stuff together, and he's yeah. a funny guy. But yeah, he's, he's great
1: yeah he's, he's lovely to be around actually
0: he's gotten to be a very good actor Man, himself. i love
1: watching him Like yeah. i could watch him all day i think he just does he does desperation so beautifully yeah um and he's somebody that you can always rely on yeah in the scene you know that he's 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 always thinking yeah it's always taking over and he's looking for a, he's still always looking for a fucking funny out yeah um which is great right um he's made some big choices with it and followed through on them and I, I love what he's doing on it. But I, I love the show. Like, yeah. I love doing it. I love that it, it it doesn't have the means to an end that sometimes doing a comedy can feel like where right. it's like, uh, am I getting, if you're not getting the full comic potential out of it, it doesn't mean it's not working. Right. That, uh there are emotional beats in it, and there is kind yeah, of danger a, and suspense. Right, and, it's not a joke to joke thing. You no, know,
0: uh, you know, and it, you know, it's not always going to be funny.
1: No, particularly so, because I'm in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's like you know, there's you know, there's a there. It's like, there's violence. Sure. there's He's, yes. you know, these are these are seedy guys.
1: It's very unusual for me to play a front foot character. Uh-huh. You know, a character who's going to walk into a room and try and intimidate someone. Uh-huh. And that was probably why I took it on. Yeah. Just to feel what that felt like. And how does it feel? Feels fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> like I could see how people get addicted to this shit. Sure. Yeah, for people to fucking... To be the
0: crazy uh, in control guy? The
1: scary guy? Well, yeah, to be the person capable of violence in a room. Mm-hmm. Is um, it's it's interesting the mm-hmm. way that um other characters kind of behave. You don't have to do. You suddenly don't have to, don't have to do anything. Yeah, like just being there and inhibiting the space with um some kind of danger is yeah kind of intoxicating. Yeah,
0: and and what would you draw from to get there? Just your own. So like,
1: people I grew up with. Oh yeah, and um, yeah some very specific people I grew up with. But were you able to tap, really? Yeah. (laughs) Some guy that beat the shit out of you? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. (laughs) 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 Yeah, some kind of, you know, I used to get into some scraps as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. You used to get, do this thing in the west of Ireland, which is fucked up when I think about it now, but at the end of like a, 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 a disco or a club or whatever yeah. like towns would take on each other Yeah. so like Boyle would fight Carrigan Shannon uh-huh. like, behind the buses <laughs> Yeah. and like there would be the guys from Boyle would like pick five guys even if you were walking past or yeah. trying to kiss somebody or right. something they'd be like come on we're having a fight with this other town <laughs> and I'm like, like yeah, a sporting sure, why? yeah sure why sure why because you're tall and uh, uh, so so It was those kind of people. Right. Um, They don't necessarily have everything in common with a character like this, but a lot of the touchstones for him, somebody who's kind of slightly on the run and someone who doesn't have a lot of control, but then in an aggressive situation is extraordinarily controlled. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Yeah, so... That was a big base. So
0: you can pull, put them all together. Uh-huh. But you, did you tap into your the other your own anger? Were a lot you?
1: of my own um
0: It's a nice this is a healthy outlet for it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I find I beat up a lot less people in my daily life since <laughs> I started the show.
0: And now where where are you at? You guys have done uh, have you shot a season two?
1: Yeah, we just we just actually finished this week. Oh really? Yeah, I just finished season two this week. Oh
0: that's great. So now they're gonna
1: go into post. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go and do ADR after this.
0: Oh, right now? Y- yeah. And uh, w- are you got movies you're working
1: on? So right now, what am I doing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm about to go back to London. I'm going to shoot this interesting Finish thing. Finish college. Yeah. I'm going to go back and do this interesting thing, which is like 10 short minute, 10 minute short films yeah. about a couple just before they go into their therapy, Huh. into their room. What's that for? We don't really know yet. huh. But it's, it's my son. Seems like a smart job to take. <laughs> I'm literally not getting paid for it. Oh, it's great. But yeah, so. You really open <laughs> my My wife's delighted. Um, but I, it's an interesting kind of a thing where it's myself and Rosamund Pike, who's a lovely actor, and Stephen Frears directing it. And um, I feel good about it. I feel like it's, it's an interesting great little director. art piece.
0: Yeah. And what are these things, these Moonboy things?
1: Oh, that's my show. Yeah. Yeah, that's a show that um, myself and my friend Nick Murphy wrote based on us uh, kind of growing up.
0: But these are based on books that you wrote or the books were after?
1: The books were after. So we did three seasons of a TV show and then three books. Where was three it on? Books. It, was, it was on in on Sky in Ireland and England. And here it's on in, on Hulu.
0: Oh, wow. I got to yeah.
1: check it out. It's yeah. about your childhood? Yeah. It's about, kind. Of, it's semi-autobiographical about it. Kind of an eleven-year-old growing up with an imaginary friend, and it's I for kids, it's for families. I would say, oh, that's nice. Yeah, are you gonna do more of those? I'm gonna give it a couple of years, and I think maybe pick it up. I ran out of stories to tell about an eleven-year-old, uh-huh. and now I'm I'm like, I'd like to see how an eighteen-year-old with an imaginary friend how fun that might be. To that's do. a sadder story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright
0: man we'll go do your ADR it was great talking to you pleasure thanks for having me me and Chris O'Dowd enjoyable human isn't he uh, season 2 of Get Shorty returns to Epics on Sunday August 12th you can see him here and there and other things What a, I, I like that guy I just like that guy right yes let's play some guitar man just a little bit my arm hurts still